0: The family-friendly goodness and wholesomeness of Disney used to occupy this space and they're not there anymore. Well, I don't know how many of you out there run small businesses or in any kind of a management capacity, but I do have a question just in general. If you had an employee or a small number of employees that cost your company half of its total value, would you fire those people? Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. This is your Right Angle on the Disney Company, formerly the home of family-friendly entertainment and now the wokest place on earth. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, Disney stock in the last year or so has plunged 50%. That's a significant drop. Uh, And the reason it's dropped 50% is because this formerly family-friendly company is now on the absolute vanguard of the woke agenda, which still I cannot understand from a business point of view. Let me give you uh, two examples. Uh, First example is uh, uh, Lightyear, which is kind of the sort of... I I think Lightyear is supposed to be the character that the Buzz Lightyear toy was based on. And uh, it's Buzz Lightyear and it's Toy Story. And nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to see it because it's filled with all kinds of messages and and special kisses and and, and all of the lessons that we're supposed to have beaten into our heads and at the expense of telling the story of Buzz Lightyear. I didn't see it. I won't see it, but I did see the trailer. And it looked like Buzz Lightyear essentially blundered around. And thank God there's a terribly, terribly, terribly capable, diverse female to show him how not to bump into the furniture so you get what you pay for. Uh, The other example is, uh, I think, even more telling, guys. Uh, This is, of course, Gay Pride Week. Uh, The people that run the Twitter account for Star Wars, which is owned by Disney, basically put out a bunch of, you know, hey, this is Gay Pride Week. One person who does not have a very large number of followers, just a dozen or so, said, let's not make Star Wars political. And you can only imagine the avalanche of outrage that followed that provocative statement. But the response that I think is really... Uh, important is from the, this is the official Star Wars Twitter account replying to, let's not make Star Wars political. The official Star Wars rep- uh, response is, one, queer characters existing isn't political, and two, Star Wars is literally in our name. To which I would reply, True, queer characters aren't political, but putting their agenda into a movie about uh, spaceships is. And secondly, Star Wars is literally in your name. And the next thing that comes after Star Wars is, a, or, or, or before Star Wars actually, comes before your name is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So, uh, Steve, let's start with you. This is obviously the kind of response that you get from a twenty-three-year-old or twenty-seven-year-old or somewhere in that neighborhood. Somebody who's who's you know from Berkeley or yeah, you know the type, right? It's petty. It's aggressive. It's 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 mean. It's it's wrong, and and it sounds to me very much like off the cuff. This is the kind of response I would expect to get from a study studies major at <laughs> at uh, you know at. Berkeley or something. This is not what I would expect for the official Star Wars Twitter account. And, and now Disney is wondering why half of their audience is gone and half of their money with them.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to quibble with you on one point. Um, and that is, I think queer is a political agenda. Uh, gay is just a sexual persuasion. Just uh, But queer is an identity and it's primarily a political identity uh, based on Oh, I don't know. Confused imaginary genders, whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. It's explicitly political, and that's why the wokesters who are ruining Disney had to not just embrace it on the Star Wars Twitter account, but they smashed that guy. They they chased that guy off of Twitter, which to me is the uh, the biggest part of the story. Some the guy who
0: originally said, um, yeah. let's not make it political." Yeah,
1: some some guy yeah. with twelve followers. Yeah. They the, the giant corporation harassed this this anonymous person off of twitter it's a great case of punching down well played disney Way to one to one prove that pr um the thing is bill it, it's the content stupid and star wars might be in their name but it's not in their hearts and i would say the same thing about pixar pixar, pixar to me uh used to mean something uh, there was a mm-hmm. guarantee of a level of quality a high level of quality when when the pixar name was on a was on a was on a motion picture and- uh, They had that's... like
0: 11 hits in a row, Steve, right? Like 11 hmm. major hits or something like that. Their, their worst, out of their original
1: run, their worst movie was probably Cars. And that was still a way above average animated family flick. Everything else was just absolutely stellar. I just, I loved it. And Pixar was brave. Ratatouille was about a rat <laughs> working in a kitchen. <laughs> Who does that? And they made it work. I love that movie. Um, Toy Story is a beloved brand. Um, all Disney Not had more. All Disney had to do was give us Buzz Lightyear. We love Buzz. We everybody loves Buzz Lightyear. And to show us the movie that made that toy famous, oh, I would have dragged my kids there. Even my 16-year-old, who's you know, too cool for everything right now, would have loved to have seen that movie not the movie Disney made. And uh, with Star Wars, uh, they've got The Mandalorian in the Disney era, and that is it. And I don't know how uh, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau managed to keep Kathleen Kennedy's uh, dirty fingers off of that property, but they did. And The Mandalorian was phenomenal. I've uh, been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mostly out of momentum, uh, I'll give you a brief synopsis. Uh, the first two episodes showed a little bit of promise here and there. Uh, the third episode was so insulting it made me angry, and by the time the fourth episode rolled around, which was literally a retelling of Star Wars, they had to rescue Princess Leia from the Imperial Fortress. I mean, they just—it was the exact—it was the same damn story. Even my kids who sat on the edge of their seats for every episode of Mando. Um, They were on their iPads the whole time that that episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi was on. Um, (sighs) Ewan McGregor is so good at playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was one of the good things to come out of the prequels. The problem with Obi-Wan Kenobi is it says Star Wars and it says Obi-Wan, but there's damn little Star Wars and zero Obi-Wan left in that show.
0: Yep. So how do you kill something as popular, as simple, and as fun as Star Wars? The answer is slowly and persistently. Uh, When you mention Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's very much like Picard. You take a, a character that's earned... Uh, a high degree of, of respect and admiration and fondness through the pop culture on previous works. And you basically grab them, that character or an actor, stick it in something new, assign some garbage writers who haven't had the faintest idea about what to write uh, in terms of Star Wars, Star Trek, or how to write it all, frankly. And then just essentially let the the brand decay. And, and then you go and destroy some other brand. Uh, Scott, may, maybe you can help me understand something here. uh a 50% drop in stock value is not a trivial uh, amount of uh, of loss. And in the case of Disney, that's obviously billions, probably tens of billions of dollars. And they haven't seen the end of this yet. It was that, um, that conference call where they talked about how much of the uh, queer agenda and the trans agenda they could get into their kids' cartoons that caused uh, Ron DeSantis to revoke their special status since they built... Disney World back in uh, in the 70s and really in the 60s back in Florida. So they're going to be paying for that a lot. And the question I have for you, Scott, is can you help me understand why the CEOs of this company continue to allow this to happen year after year after year, especially since it's clear that the tide has turned. Not only turning has turned, you mentioned in our backstage show, uh, available for members at BillWhittle.com, that, um, that, that while Disney may be going woke, broke, and, and completely insane, uh, the, uh, the, the American uh, Women's Swimming uh, Association uh, has decided to um, actually deal with the reality of what embracing this philosophy does.
2: Just to give you some sense of of how bad this is for Disney, uh, as Bill mentioned, it's 50% drop. But I think it's hard to imagine the scale of that. And he's talking about a a 50% drop in the stock price from about October of last year um, to the current um, day. (coughs) Excuse me. And (coughs) as we record this, Disney stock, I'm looking at it right now, is at uh, just a little over 93 um, the last time it was at this level was at the end of March of 2020. Anybody remember what was happening at the end of March of 2020?
1: That was the stock market crash with the lockdown. <laughs> so this yeah. was
2: this was when the pandemic. <laughs> The pandemic closings were about to happen and and were happening and every theater in the country was going to be shut down and every theme park in the country was going to be shut down and dis the heart of Disney's business was about to take a brutal beating and so it makes sense that the stock dropped now it didn't have that height to you know it didn't drop from such a height at that time but it went from about 140 down to 85 and now they're at 93. And still headed down. If you track it from October of last year, it's like a 45 degree angle. If you just draw a line through the peaks and valleys, it's like a 45 degree angle downward. That's a significant hit. And Bill, I think the answer is that Disney stockholders are under the delusion that they own shares of Disney, they don't yes. understand what company they actually own shares of because there yeah, is right. so much credibility and cultural value that has been infused in that stock because of the of what they've produced in for the last 70 years, that they think they own this great American company. And until the stockholders start to demand an accounting from the executives of this company for the way that they frittered away their dollars on chasing political pipe dreams, um, Disney is going to continue to go in this direction until it has to be broken up into a bunch of smaller companies and, and maybe the smaller companies, one or two of those will decide that they're actually in the business of entertainment and may go about trying to entertain people instead of trying to make political statements to people. So, you know, it's really kind of a sad thing to watch because, you know, that was the highlight of our TV week when I was a kid was watching Sunday wonderful, nights you know, The Wonderful World of Disney and, and Walt himself would come out in, in his office yes, and would. with a suit and tie on and would talk about it. Now, you know, some wag is going to comment in the comment section, hey, I don't know what kind of a person Walt Disney was. I don't care what kind of a person Walt Disney was. And I don't care what kind of a person the current executives of Walt Disney are or any of their employees. What I care about is that they created wholesome entertainment that was delightful and entertaining and gave a dream to kids of a better life and uh, and, and was a delight to parents to share with their children. And they've decided that they're in some other business now. At some point, Disney shareholders have to decide that they'd rather be in the entertainment business and they will take their dollars and give them to somebody who would like to do that.
1: Oh, hey, Bill, can I I throw in one last thing
2: that I forgot to mention? I'm I'm, I'm sorry about this. Uh, Mm
1: -hmm. Disney's brand was so powerful up until just a few years ago that in the early days of streaming, they had a channel, I think it was called Disney XD, and it was mostly uh, uh, kid friendly sitcoms. oriented at like the, probably the seven to 12 year old age cohort. And I didn't mind paying for this, even though I wasn't a, a streamer, as we say back, back then, but it was good, safe, fun, well-produced, nicely written uh, stuff for kids that age. And my kids lapped it up and I could feel safe as a parent with them lapping it up. And now when I see the Disney logo on something, it's a case of, i got to research this before I'm going to let my kids watch it. That is why their yeah. shares are down
0: 50%. Glenn Beck um, uh, took some of his very hard-earned and well-deserved money and bought any number of historical curios. He had um, George Washington's Divider Compass, which I've held in my own hand. Hmm. One of the things that he had was the original copy of the Disney prospectus for investors for Disneyland. And in it, Walt talks about how he wants this place to be a place that promotes American values, family values, a place where people will feel happy and safe and proud to be Americans. And and the great irony is that in this woke catastrophe, this tsunami of failure that's hit the country, it's particularly galling and ironic and, and awful that the one brand that, that used to represent the antithesis of this is now in fact leading the charge. This is what 30 or 40 years of indoctrination and, and slow and subtle erosion will do to any company. Uh, Scott said that uh, it's time for the stockholders to put pressure on the Disney executives. I suspect that pressure has been going on for quite a long time. I suspect that since there doesn't seem to be any change, as you can see from this and from Buzz Lightyear and all the rest of it, that the reason that that thing is in a 45 degree slope is because people have decided, well, since they're not going to change, we're taking our money someplace else. And this slide is going to continue. And here's the worst news and also an opportunity this damage is unrecoverable. I'm just telling you, it's unrecoverable. Scott said maybe Disney should be broken up into smaller companies. It's funny because before Disney bought all these other smaller companies, all these other smaller companies like Pixar and Lucasfilms and so on were doing really well. It was only once they got under this massive corporate umbrella that everything turned to absolute garbage. So it doesn't matter now. Star Wars is over. Star Trek is over. They have been irredeemably corrupted by time after time after time of this kind of injection of left-wing politics into what should be fantasy science fiction adventure stories. I really don't see what gender pronouns have to do with Pinocchio, but then again I'm old-fashioned that way. Um, as uh, Scott, did you want to just mention briefly did you did you talk about the swimmer?
2: No, I did not. Go ahead. You're good at that.
0: No, no. I, I, well, I was you, just you saying. Got, I saw you, a news story these.
2: today that the that the uh, I, it's I don't know what it stands for, but FINA, which is the internet, the swimming organization, has decided that. Uh, swimmers who are transgender and have undergone uh, chemical or surgical transition um, after puberty will not be able to compete in national, international competitions. Essentially, it's a ban on transgender athletes who've gone through transition procedures uh, after puberty, uh, moving beyond what they said before, which was we'll test for testosterone levels. And if you're taking a testosterone suppressant because – The organization said there's clearly a physical advantage in a man who is now swimming with women. (laughs) And uh, and so they're not going to do that anymore. Um, So anyway, that's that's all.
0: No, it's not all. It's a big deal because this is the hill that the left is going to die on. You see, this is everything. The transgender hill is everything for them. If you ca- if something cannot be true because you want it to be true, then everything that the left believes in falls apart. And the fact that this organization has decided that maybe they don't want people to win a, a, an event by 30 seconds over the next nearest competitor, maybe they realize that finally the evidence of reality was just too strong to resist. I bring this up only because everywhere you look, this, this woke Garbage is in full retreat, and yet they keep enforcing it. It's like it's like watching a gut shot animal crashing through the woods. It doesn't have the sense to realize that it's already dead on its feet. Disney is unrecoverable, uh, and and so Star Wars and still is Star Trek. And what does that mean for us? It means that there is an enormous chasm. There is a canyon, a huge hole out there in the pop culture where these good things used to be, where the optimism of Star Trek, the fun of Star Wars, the, the family-friendly goodness and wholesomeness of Disney used to occupy this space, and they're not there anymore. There's a vacuum there now, and somebody has to move into that space, or somebody should, and I know just the guy. So if you uh, enjoy the show, perhaps you'd like to watch The Other Right Angle We're Doing and also Uh, my video called Invisible Man, which uh, makes a pretty compelling case for the fact that we have an opportunity here that we shouldn't pass up. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks to the members of BillWhittle.com that make this and every other one of our programs possible.